You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. You're listening to the Pull Box Podcast. The International Graphic Novel Book Club. Here are your hosts, Curtis Finley and Michael Cohen. Hello and welcome back to the Pullbox Podcast. This is our 35th episode. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I am your other host, Curtis Finley. Uh, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about The Fall of the House of West uh, by Paul Pope. And then uh, is, he, he illustrates it. Right or no? He, no, he doesn't illustrate. He's it. kind of just the mastermind behind this world. Uh, yeah. J.T.E. Petty, I believe, oh, is yeah, the one yeah, who yeah, actually yeah. Wrote, wrote these volumes. And then art by David Rubin. So I, I this is the third book in the Battling Boy series, kind of, kind of. Um, but it's the third book by way of the second prequel. Right. <laughs> so so and I guess we'll kind of talk confused? about the rise of. The Rise of Aurora West 2, because we yeah. haven't really talked about that yeah. in the podcast, yeah. but we did talk about Battling Boy many, many episodes ago. I don't even yeah. remember which one, but you'll have to check our website I think for it, that. I think in our first year. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah. yeah, so... Yeah, what is the history here of these Battling Boy books? Uh, so, Battling Boy uh, is a really weird story about uh, a child god... Yeah. Sort of a sort of a young Thor type who comes to this city, uh, Arcopolis. Arcopolis, which is overrun with monsters, in order to basically like like uh, earn his stripes yeah. as a as a heroic. And like the reason why I bring up Thor is because it's very like Norse, like like he has to go to the humans yeah. and save them from something in order to be considered. Uh, a, a hero in order to go back to his people and he's got to do it on his own he's like a yeah. preteen or something like that and he yeah. has to go through this horrible rite of passage and it yeah. reminds me of i think spock had to do that in one of the star trek movies. yeah yeah um well. and along the way he encounters a guy named haggard west who is like the hero of arcopolis um and he <laughs> he dies pretty quickly right away yeah <laughs> uh and then we find out that he has a daughter aurora west um, who basically wants to take up his mantle yeah. and, uh, and become the new hero of Arcopolis. Um, and I guess what happened is that Paul Pope enjoyed the character of Aurora West so much and left so much on the table in terms of <laughs> Haggard West's story that he figured that he would go back and he would tell her story before continuing the story of Battling Boy. Right. Um, and so we got... About a year ago, we got the rise of Aurora West. Yeah, um, and then uh, not that long ago, we got the fall of the House of West. Uh, I think back in the fall, maybe. I think so. Yeah, fall or winter. Um, and so uh, the rise of of Aurora West is is kind of her origin story and a lot of background of uh, Haggard um, and sort of the the way that they're weird. Batman esque uh, uh, manner works. Um, so Haggard is a hero, uh, and just like like that's literally like his job. It's yeah. what he does, um, and kind of an inventor as well. 
um, because he's somewhat of a mechanic. He builds his jetpacks and and whatnot. And we're also introduced to uh, Miss Greatly, who's kind of like their Alfred. Yeah. Um, she she she's kind of she's really the one who like builds the jetpacks and and <laughs> stuff like that. Like like Haggard comes up with the ideas, and then I think that Miss Greatly is the one who kind of fine tunes them. She um, also holds the family together. And she, and she yeah, but that she's. I mean the the analogy of Alfred Pennyworth is is pretty apt because that yeah. is really her she she's helping to raise Aurora uh, in or has been raising Aurora in the wake of um, her mother dying, which is really what the first book is about is about is about the fact that that her mother died under mysterious circumstances and she starts the, on this quest to figure it out. To, to right. find out who was responsible, track well, down the monster that did it, and get revenge. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, but it's also a quest that Hagrid has been on yeah. for, like, since she died, which was yeah. probably, I would say, maybe seven or eight years before the books. Yeah. Because um, Aurora is just a, a little girl when it happens. And so he's kind of put that behind him by this point and moved on. Yeah. Because it's an unsolved mystery. There's just no way of figuring it out. But then Aurora stumbles on, I guess, some files or something that kind of piques her interest and starts putting the clues together and, and sort of figures out this mystery. Um, and then she sort of takes it upon herself to uh, to, to solve, to, to find the killer, to find her mom's killer. Yeah. That's kind of the quest for both of these volumes. Um, and then Miss Greatly... Um, also, not only is you raising her, but she's also training her to be a superhero because her yeah. dad is too busy to do that kind of stuff. Um, and the only reason Greatly isn't a superhero herself is that she's lost one of her legs in yeah. battle or something like that. Yeah, and um, and and the rise of Aurora West is really uh, introducing a lot of these ideas, introducing a lot of these characters. But it's in the fall of the House of West uh, that that the plot actually kind of starts to unfold. Yeah. Um, cause there's a lot of setting the stage, uh, with her, her imaginary friend, Mr. Whirlpool, who ends up being Coyle, who Coyle is one of, uh, Sadisto's gang and Sadisto is the one who kills Haggard West in battling. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's so like, it, it's, it's, I I think now that I've I've finished the fall of the House of West, I have to go back and reread Battling Boy. Right. Um, because it 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 will inform I think some of the stuff that happens in in Battling Boy, and I think that that was his point. Yeah. I think that's why this happened was that um, you you get there in Battling Boy and you're kind of like oh, what? But what does any of this mean? Right. Why do we care about Sadisto? Like it was clear. It's it's not like it's unclear. In battling boy, that Sadisto and his gang are the monsters to to worry about in Arcopolis, but uh, but why, right? And now we start to see it. We start to see that that um, especially in Fall of the House of West, we see that that Sadisto and his gang are uh, working directly for whatever malevolent force it is that's creating these monsters in the first place yeah they start off as basically like a fear 
and then turn into a nightmare and then and then when they're ready they go to this guy and who I don't think he's ever given a name is no, he? I don't he's think just so. like they just, they just kind of refer to him in in sort of uh, almost euphemisms yeah. uh, like he's just kind of the big dark scary guy uh, that's that's pulling all the strings of these monsters and um and and you know when the, when a nightmare is ready it goes and he manifests it into a monster right they become corporeal or something yeah yeah, yeah. and um and one of the big plot points of this of of these two books is is Mr. Warple Aurora's imaginary friend uh, turning out to be Coil and and working with Sadisto so um because we think in the first book that that's the mystery solved that that coil yeah. is responsible for the for for the death of of Aurora's mother and then it's only in the fall of the house of west that we find out that that's not the case. not actually the case it's, should we talk about that yeah it's, yeah it's i mean not long enough yeah i, I, I hope that everybody who's listening has has read it um you know let let's give people the heads up that, that, you Here's know, the spoiler, yeah, and it was a, it was a good twist. I was, really thought that that was uh, the best part of yeah. both of these. I didn't realize it was just going to be two, yeah. two books, but yeah, the full conclusion. Yeah, the the fact that Haggard West indirectly kills his wife. Yeah, that's the that's right there. Yeah, yeah, and Holy that cow. and that greatly knows. Yeah, has always known and has been planting clues to yeah. lead him off of the track, so he doesn't know that he is responsible yeah. himself. In fact, like the one of the best parts of the story is as you get to that point, and, and you know, it, before it's revealed, I I I kind of gathered that, like I I sort of started to put the pieces mm-hmm. together a, a few moments before that sort of happened. Um, and then you get there and you don't know just how far greatly actually went. Yeah. And she went to the point of like basically mutilating the corpse to make it look like it was a monster attack. Yeah. Oh man. So that to give Haggard something to keep going because otherwise it, the, like there, there was a, a worry that like he'd just sort of collapse in on himself. Right? right. Yeah. Without, without his wife. So, um, yeah, uh, greatly actually ends up being one of the most interesting characters in the story, and I and I can't help but think that that's going to end up being important in the next volume of Battling Boy. Oh, for that, sure. That these characters are going to get brought in, and it's important that we know the backstory of Aurora and and Miss Miss Greatly, so that right. we so that when Battling Boy is sort of brought into their world, uh, that that there's context. Now, Miss Greatly. Is she in Battling Boy? Do we see her? In I don't book? remember I if she I is. I, I should have grabbed Battling Boy. It's on my bookshelf, but uh, I I sh- I should have brought it in here to record. But but uh, yeah, I don't. I if she is, she's certainly not important to the story. Right. Right. Um. But that story is mostly from the perspective of Battling Boy himself. So yeah. Um. We don't spend a lot of time outside of his experiences. Um, It'll be interesting to see how they bring those characters in in Battling yeah. Boy, because if you are only reading the Battling Boy series, mm-hmm. um, then there will be a lot of assumptions. Yeah, I think that will have to be made because now we know the backstories of these characters. Now, a big question I have is: um, Did Haggard West ever know about his wife's death, the truth about it, before he died? No, I don't think so because the 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 fall of the House of West 
ends with uh, Sadisto and his gang setting up for the night that they're going to kill Haggard, right? right. Like, like, I, But that could be just one of any night that they kill Haggard. Is sure. It, is it the, actually the one in Battling Point? I, I do I felt that that was sort of the the implication yeah. is that is that they they build this this cannon in fact the cannon that kills him I think if 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 I'm following the story correctly is based off of the design of the cannon that accidentally kills his wife oh, okay that like it's the same plasma yeah, cannon it's right. not physically the same cannon because coil coil when he's Mr. Whirlpool sees the plans in the in the west sort of in their in their the west cave yeah the west cave in their mansion in their garage yeah as as uh haggard and and miss greatly are building this thing um and then he goes when he becomes coil the reason why he's made into coil is specifically with this purpose to build this cannon so that they can destroy haggard west and he does and that all throughout the fall of the house of west he's the reason why he's not out with the rest of the gang is because he's building the cannon right and then at the end of the book or towards the end of the book they've built the cannon and they want to use it but their plan's not quite right and haggard like they think they they it's so big that they can't they can't aim it. They have to point it in one place and have Haggard yeah. fly into the yeah. into the uh, the the path of the beam, and um, and and for for whatever reasons, I, it's the power lines or whatever. But he yeah. ends up having Coming to divert around, angle. come from yeah. a different angle, and they don't manage to hit him. Yeah. So they learn from that, and they actually use the power lines to their advantage. And if I'm remembering correctly, that is actually part of Battling Boy, is that, like, he sort of goes around yeah. them yeah. and then is, like, right in the line of fire. And okay, we're going to have to... I'm going to have to go back and read yeah, that again. Yeah, you see, yeah. that's why I said, like, I need to go back and I need to... I need Because that's great... Uh, that's Boy. great setting things up, then. Yeah. Like, that's a good visionary. Um, do you want to talk... Let's talk about the art a little bit, because you mentioned sure. in our previous episode, yeah. in, when we were talking about Nameless City, that you had a... You thought there was a little bit of a difficulty in some of the action. I, th- I think... I think with... With... Especially the second book, uh, The Fall of the House of West, uh, it's, it's very sketchy, and it's very... It's a very... Um, sort of haphazard style which i really like it's on purpose too yeah yeah it's definitely intentional but um it does at times make the action a little bit difficult to follow but it it it's sort of um because it is haphazard and that's the style it's played as broad strokes yeah and for me that's okay like the the action is all implied and you have to sort of piece it together in your head it's not it's not um it's not direct it's not um literal action it's very like and then haggard clearly does some sort of a maneuver with his jetpack and the maneuver is unclear because it's just kind of twirly and and uh you know around but it it's we can make that up in our head. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 much more um, comic-y, I guess. It is really the like it, it's something that actually I think would only really work in a comic. Um, but it's 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 just part of that style, and and uh, 
Uh, but it is different from Battling Boy, where Battling Boy, I feel like in, in that artwork, it's much more intentional, right? Um, even as much as, as the frames are always busy and there's a lot to look at, it's just it, like that's the style that we're working with is is that style where the the it's almost like like more detail than is required um like extra detail in some instances but um but in a very loose way um so so it does end up making the the action sequences a little bit a little bit um scattered and frenetic but but I, like, like, it's the style of the book. It's the style right. of the story. Well, for so. sure. And it was a, it was a, it just took a little bit of getting used to when I was reading Rise of Aurora West. But once you yeah. understand it, yeah, you, you go right with it, and it's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I liked it. I liked the art. It was a, such an interesting style. And at first, I thought, um, you know, the guy's just trying to be Paul Pope. Yeah. Um, because it's it's very similar in that, but it's not. I feel like it's not as refined as Paul Pope's yeah. style. Yeah. Um, but then, once I got past that, and realized that this is actually his own. This is his style, and this is what he's doing. He's not trying to be Paul Pope. He they actually chose him because it's this is his style and it's yeah. similar. Uh, it fits the world really well. It um if those those creatures and coil and sadisto like it's, yeah. the, it. You can see that this stuff flows right out of him. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that that's the thing. I think that's what they're seizing on is the monsters because I think yeah. that part of this world is is really the thing that makes it unique. Yes, because otherwise, Haggard and Aurora are just superheroes, right? right? They're yeah. just they're just rocketeers, right? Yeah. with with laser guns, um, but. But it's really those monsters that give that the, the world the of Battling yeah. Boy its style. Mm-hmm. And that, like, the way that Sadisto and his gang look is, is I would say it's even, it's iconic. Like, I, I think, like, it, it, it has such a great feel to it. When you look at those characters, you kind of instantly know what they are. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it's it's so important to the story i think that you have an artist that has that sensibility in order to be able to pull off those monsters totally yeah because uh, otherwise you do you would lose the thread like if i were to do a battling boy story <laughs> it wouldn't work because i my style is much more like uh, uh flat and it's it's much more um um sort of a, 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 i i don't know almost it's 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 cartoony. It's cartoony. It's cartoony. Yeah, it's more like a Scott Pilgrimy sort yeah. of. Well, and that goes thing. for any like if you put Jim Lee on this book, yeah. like he wouldn't be able to do it either. His monsters would look like real animals, yeah. which they're not supposed to, no. right? And it, yeah, so I think that you have to find the right artist to to really hit that note of these weird sort of um, nonsensical and yet like fully readable. Yes. Monsters. Yeah. Uh, because, and it, it becomes really clear by the time that you finish the fall of the house of West, why the monsters look this way. And it's because they're born from nightmares. Yeah. So they come out of imagination. So they're not going to make any sense. Right. I mean, the one, the one monster that we see, and he's kind of a background character. He's kind of incidental is that big furry guy with the butterfly face. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's weird, but it works in this world and, and it's sort of like it, that is a nightmare. 
that is mm-hmm. that's a nightmare idea of like this weird monster who has like a butterfly for a face that can like lift off and go do things yeah right and like that's that that's uh it's like a horror movie sort of monster right, right? um and that's yeah. what they're supposed to be like they're supposed to be these these very um uh sort of almost primal and they and, don't all look the same because yeah. everybody has a different imagination. Yeah. And so when you get them all together and they're like little Moss Eisley cantina yeah. kind of scene. Yeah, like exactly. They, you have such a contrast of different yeah. types of monsters, but they still all work together yeah. in, in this book, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I love the backstory that this all puts together. I love the, the, the world building that this does for Battling Boy. Um, I, I, I'm ready now to get back to Battling Boy. Though. Me too. <laughs> That's that like finishing the the fall of the House of West. I was like, okay, enough of Aurora. What's going yeah. on with Battling Boy? Like, like, because yeah. that's really, that was our entrance into this world. And um, if you go back and you listen to our Battling Boy episode, we both loved that book. Mm-hmm. And I want more of that, <laughs> right? Like, it was cool to have this yeah. interlude, but it's been long enough. Like, Yeah, and I was disappointed when they announced that this, that Aurora West would be the next book. Yeah. And I was like, well, what, what happened? To, I want to know more about this one. But then it's, this was satisfying. So I'm okay that this came next. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the next, the next one, I, I, I believe the next one is going to be the next battling boy book. I, don't I think know so. For sure. But, uh, I think so. Um, uh, but we'll see what happens. I don't know if they say no, this story is definitely finished. So I don't expect another Aurora. West yeah. To no, along. you gotta, you gotta like, especially because this book to me really, it ends on, on them preparing for what for, happens yeah. in, in battling boy. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. gotta move the story forward now. Um, these books are are uh, a little bit different than the Battling Boy books in that they're in black and white, and yeah. they're also a smaller scale, um, which I thought was an interesting choice to do because of um, because I really liked the presentation of the yeah. Battling Boy book. So why would they go and do a prequel but make it smaller, smaller format, and also in black and white? Yeah, uh, I thought that was interesting. But I was reading; they have a little. They answered that question on their website. They said they wanted to um, to make these feel more sort of manga-ish and, and appeal to that crowd a little bit okay. more um, than the Battling Boy. The Battling Boy ones are a little bit more larger than life, so they yeah they give it color and they they're just a bigger bigger pages and stuff. So it it these worked just fine for yep. how they are as well. Um, I actually think that they would have worked better bigger because there's a lot of stuff crammed into the panels. There is, yeah. So it, I, I would have appreciated it to just look a little bit bigger. I think it would have given the images a little bit more breathing space. Um, yeah. But they're okay. They work well for for what it is here. Yeah. Yeah, good. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think overall, like, it, it's, it's, it is a great... It's a great story when you put the two books together. I think yeah. I don't think really either book is enough on its own, mm-hmm. but uh, but together they they do tell a great story. So yeah, let's see them compiled into one big Aurora West yeah omnibus or whatever and uh, a collected edition yeah because that'll be good. Cool. Um, if you missed it, the, our last episode was the Nameless City, another first second book. Um, if you missed the last episode, we're doing all first second books this month, so. Um, because they're celebrating their 10th anniversary. 
So check out our previous episode, and then also check out the one that's coming up next, which is going to be about Delilah Dirk and the King's Shilling. Um, that'll be a good conversation as well. Yeah. And um, a quick rundown of what uh, we're reading next month. I chose Alias Volume 1, which Marvel has changed the title now to Jessica Jones, a.k.a. Alias Volume mm-hmm. 1. So pick up that trade and uh, and give it a good read. It's Brian Michael Bendis, so if you like his stuff, you'll probably like this one too. Cool. And uh, my, my pull is uh, the new Archie series, Volume 1, by Mark Wade and uh, Fiona Staples. Um, it's the new relaunch of Archie. Uh, it's a, it's a slightly more mature, uh, sort of in the vein of afterlife with Archie and, and, uh, inspired by life with Archie, I think. So no, no zombies in this one. No zombies in this one, but, uh, a bit more of like the CW drama. So. Right. And then our reader poll from Courtney from the Double Axe Files podcast, she suggested we read Wild's End by Abnett and Culbert. That's a Boom Studios book, so we're going to pick up the first volume of that. So get reading, and uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. See you next time. For more Pullbox Podcast episodes, you can check out pullboxpodcast.com to submit a reader poll. Uh, you can email thepullboxpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us at Twitter and on Instagram at pullboxpodcast. And you can follow me, Curtis, on Instagram at Curtis Bidley. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. Uh, you, can, you can also find all of our other great podcasts over at thunderquack.com. And uh, uh, that's the home of the Thunderquack Podcast Network, of which we are proudly a part. And uh, and if you want to help support all of our podcasts at Thunderquack, you can do that by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack. And, uh, and and you can you can pledge your support over there. Every dollar helps. But uh, if you're a Pullbox fan and supporter, then you'd definitely be interested in the $20 level, which allows you to get all three episodes of the Pullbox podcast, all three of our books, as one super long episode uh, right at the beginning of the month, as opposed to having to wait for the individual episodes to be released. So you can find all that at patreon.com slash thunderquack and all of our other podcasts at thunderquack.com.